I just can't get myself to do it. You can't? No. Just buy a pair. Can't get myself to do it. Get you a nice black black pair. Cork <laughs> soles. I just can't do it. Get the comfort fit. It's got the nice pillowy I foot. Can't. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it. Like, I am all for... That's you what know, I'm getting you, you As you get older, you don't give a shit about... Mm-hmm. Com- or, uh, about like being cool and looks anymore. What, you just what, care are, you about comfort. what are you saying? Exactly that is like right I can't. I, st- I can't get over that. One. That's why you're I do wear a pair only. Of stocks, I only care about comfort nowadays. Like mm-hmm. I wear hokas instead mm-hmm. of a cool pair of fucking street shoes or something. Mm-hmm. Instead of Birkenstocks, I get made fun of for these all the time. <laughs> but Birkenstocks just your birthday's coming up in November. It is. Maybe you'll just have a pair of random <laughs> Ashley show. <laughs> hey, I got you these. For hey, you. check out uh, these Birkenstocks. Oh, my God. They're just your size. <laughs> Imagine that. It's so weird. I guess I got to clap. That was good audio, boys. That was good audio. Man. <laughs> now what? I don't know. We were, hit, com- hit. we were having such a good hit. conversation. I know. There. Yeah, then you hear the clap. Like, oh, God. Here comes the work. Hit us, hit us with the promo, Brady. Right out the gate. You got it dialed in. I know you do. I do. I wish Lorenzo do it since he's on. What's the promo? I'll do it. What is it? Fifty 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 promo code is podcast fifty. What do you get? That's Tell us of, what you get. It's a lot of fifties. What do we get? Well, you get fifty states for fifty bucks, and you get fifty points in the Gohan Gear Shop promo code podcast fifty. Sign up now. Done. <laughs> that was the, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was that was, more my, to that that was, was my way of getting it, out it, of it. We're just trying to do podcast fifty or. Uh, 50 50 50 promo right now okay so we're not going to do like our normal like sign up for insider get this sign up for explorer get this it's just explorer we've changed promos on them changed promos on them switched it up yep. all right let's read the promo after I introduce didn't we yet. just read the promo nope he hasn't got going yet i haven't oh, got going okay. yet. did you hear the deep breath he took a deep breath he was i getting, did he's i getting, heard him contemplating like get in the zone yeah i'm right. not in the right state of mind yet i'm just making sure all this stuff's good he seems stressed doesn't he a little bit a little bit yeah, going to my hunting sabbatical here. I'm super stressed. <laughs> <laughs> is it more the pressure that you might not kill the buck you're after, or is it more that like you're going to be out of the office? Out of the office for three weeks straight. Wrong, sure wrong answer. That, making sure all that content's <laughs> dialed. <laughs> right answer, first of all. I mean, right answer. Yeah, what I was just going to say. Just what he said. <laughs> just imagine the day that we can do something like that and not care. Yeah. Like, fuck, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say also. <laughs> Just exactly what he said. <laughs> Good. So if you guys don't know, we're back. Big Hunt Guys podcast episode, who knows? And I got my boy Trail over here. Thank you. Good to see you, Trail. Thanks, yeah. It's good to be good to be in Vegas. I don't know why you came down this trip, but I'm glad you're here. Um, Probably that like pre-hunt trip, you know, film a little content, do yeah. some podcasts. Just catch up. That's good. And you're going. We, you're going hunting. Hunting again too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> About that. Okay. Yeah. No, my brother's got. Uh, I think I was telling you earlier. But oh my, yeah. Yeah. Right. My brother in uh, Idaho hasn't hunted since he was a kid. Never killed anything, and saw one of our Go Hunt originals, and just got excited to go hunting. That's so, pretty cool. Watched the Go Hunt original, got excited about it, and wants to go hunting now. Yeah, yeah. I actually do remember this story because you told me he specifically said, yep. I don't know what you were going for. That's exactly what he said. I don't know what you were going for with these going originals, but I watched one and then I watched three and then four and five. And he's like, after that, I just felt like I needed to go hunting. And then I said, and then this is exactly what we did them. That is literally exactly yeah, why yeah. we do them. You did. And you said, Trell, as many days as it takes. Just <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately followed up with. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, 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 deer hunt. He's got a deer tag and an elk tag, and I've just got a deer tag. And Sweet. I that'd be fun. And 
you guys have already heard a little bit, but we finally got yes. Lorenzo on the podcast. Yes. Founder of Go Hunt. That, which title do you like to go yes. by these days? I don't like the actual like business title, so yeah. just that. And I don't even like that, but we'll stick with it. Thanks it's for jumping on with us. It's about, yeah. it's about damn time. I know. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Did you just have that Lizzo song play through your head when you said that? It's about damn Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't even know that song. <laughs> I thought Brady was going to go all in on it right there, but he didn't. No. <laughs> I'm not I'm not hip enough for that stuff. You guys know that. Uh, but I do know the song you're talking about. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, good I do not know that song. <laughs> I got a three-year-old. You got teenagers. That's oh yeah, it immediately puts you in yep. that like you know what's going on area. You're you're gonna get there. You'll I'll get there. Yep. But right now, totally out of it. You'll, you're gonna have a, a shower speaker here before soon. Great in the morning, just full bumping. Yep. So we're deep into hunting season right now, and it's so we, depressing if you say it that way. Well, we're deep into it, but I haven't gone hunting yet. So. We're just starting. Hunting season is just starting. Okay, perfect. Starting. Okay, hunting season is just starting. And all you guys out there, you guys need some maps in your hands, and we want to give you some maps. So we're going to do a little something special right now. We have our 50-50-50 promo going on right now. So use promo code PODCAST50. You get all 50 states for 50 bucks, and we get you 50 points back in the Go Hunt Gear Shop. So sign up for Explorer, PODCAST50 promo code. Get maps in your hand and get some gear It's back. basically free. It essentially pays for itself. Essentially. Yep. yep. If, if you, you think about it. If you need some gear, which who doesn't? Fifty dollars I mean, worth of gear too. Like I that's mean, I, that's a lot of yeah, random sp- stuff. Socks, <laughs> mountain house. Yep. Use that towards an optic. Dude, I do need tripod. socks, by the way. Yeah. I haven't bought socks in so long and then this year I'm like, holy shit, I'm Every, out of socks. Everybody needs socks. Yep. I mean I spent a couple hundred bucks today, so you gotta have On some socks. Gear. No, <laughs> no. Some, some some arrows, uh, some mountain houses, nice. some peak refuels, some ammo wallet. Oh yeah, let's go on. Dude, that ammo wallet, sweet. Yep, that thing's awesome. Yep. So yeah, use the promo code podcast fifty. Podcast fifty. So we want to, uh, as you guys see, we're trying to change up our scenery. We're in the freshly finished Go Hunt showroom, world headquarters. Yeah, I wouldn't quite call it finished. We still like got a the, few more mounts. Yeah, left. this is the stage that drives me nuts. Like, I like to see it come to life, mm-hmm. so I don't mind all those stages in between. But when it gets to, like, 95% done, that's when I'm just so over it. Want it to be done. Can't stand looking at it, like, almost finished, you know? Because all I keep looking at is, like, oh, yeah, we're doing that there, that there. Yeah. That's all I can pay attention to now. We've come a long ways on this podcast on our scenery changes. So, like, this is where we kind of first started the podcast with the sky dome tent <laughs> yeah remember it looked, it looked it a lot different <laughs> yeah literally sitting here. right here yeah, yeah. this is exact same inside spot. a tent inside a tent in the showroom because it looked like a hospital it smells better right now in here than it did in the tent yeah it does rich leather chairs really yeah changes it up yeah but man it has it's and it came pretty quick it felt like to me but maybe not to you guys i mean once it started it came quick mm-hmm. kevin really he really did it he pulled it off it's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I will say though, you're talking about changing sceneries. The last, the middle scenery, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> told, of I told a, Todd a conference room. <laughs> just not a fan. You mean the know. long conference table just, with just like so some weird. random, yeah. random Euro mount sitting on the ground and a gray wall? Yeah, not cool. Yeah. Not Ev- eventually, we'll have a podcast area, but I kind of dig this spot. I know we should build a studio right here, like a yeah. portable one. We can put <laughs> in and out. Yeah, and I like the ambiance. I Me mean, too. It, uh, you're sitting in, in the middle of a bunch of gear. You got a bunch of mounts that are creeping in. Starting to. Yeah. yeah. You got some, uh, a big bull, giant that Nevada bull. bull's giant. 
every time I look at it, I'm like, holy shit. I like how uh, I like how he looks there in the go hunt symbol. Me too. I figure the Nevada animals are going to get the most prominence in here. Yeah. Right? Nevada yeah, company, Nevada should. animals. Mm-hmm. Cody's is going to go right there. Big prominence. And then all the other states we can fill in. Yeah. How many mounts do you think you could fit in here? A few? Quite a few, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like we could do quite a few. I think we should do mounts on mounts. Like, d- just enough... Just enough to clear. Just make the it antlers. look like my office in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, just migrate your office yeah. out here into the showroom. The shitty thing about my office is, it, so it's fourteen by sixteen. I have almost every animal I've ever killed in there, except my elk, obviously, because elk mm-hmm. can't fit anywhere. It smells like a damn gerbil cage. So really? if I yes, if I don't burn a candle, I mean that's sheep and goats. Like they just don't ever fully lose. Yep. The smell, you know, deer are much better, obviously. Um, that yeah, man, they, just, they just don't quite lose the full smell. So when you put them all in there and it sits over the weekend and I open my door for the first time in 48 hours, it smells like a gerbil cage. So yep. got a burning candle. That's the only problem. Other than that, I love it. It's that antelope wall. That's it what really it is. is. That's what it Do is. Do you know how many you have on that wall? So I counted the other day. I've killed 23 antelope <laughs> and oh I gosh. have four <laughs> coming. And I, so on the mm. wall is the rest. <laughs> You literally have your own dang herd. I have five coming. Five coming. That so yeah. You ever thought about killing a doe? Maybe just to like just to mi- even mix it out. <laughs> just to put in the middle of that. Got to find some big ears, man. Watch them fight over it. Yeah. Yeah, that is a. A few of those horn does would be pretty cool. That would be cool. That's a hell of a wall you've got in there. It's, that's honestly my favorite wall. I mean, it's pretty cool. They're just so beautiful on the wall too. Mm-hmm. Black, you, white, and orange. I mean, it doesn't get any better. Do you think you give up pronghorn hunting ever? I don't. I will never give up pronghorn hunting ever. What do, you li- what do you like about them? Well, everyone, like, so here's the thing with, with pronghorn. People always say, well, they're so easy to kill, I, which I entirely agree with, right? I mean, like, of all the species out there that we've all hunted mm-hmm. with a rifle in your hand, like, yeah, antelope are easiest to see, easiest to spot, easiest to kill, really, if you want to put it all there. But to find a big one mm-hmm. is tough, like really, really tough. And it's a... Uh, it's almost like a mind game, which I appreciate. And that's why I like cutting mule deer with a bow so much, too, is it's like that's the ultimate chess game, obviously. Or killing a big mature buck in October with a gun. I mean, like, total chess game. But antelope, finding a big, mature, old, you know, prime antelope, like, that is, that's the arcade version of the chess game <laughs> where you have constant action. There's yeah. never downtime. Oh, yeah. So that's the arcade version of it. But then to find that one that you're looking for, Right, like that one that's just clearly over and above the rest. Yep, that's tough. It's really tough, and I enjoy I enjoy that. Like I enjoy the, you know, multi multi day long antelope hunts where most people are done in the first couple hours. You know, I like the season too. It's early. I love the season. It's I'm a warm. desert. I'm a desert rat. Yeah, I love me, the heat. Yeah, I like me the sun. T- me too. I like that low country, yes. warm weather. Yeah, I think antelope meat's one of the best too. I, I do rank too. It right up there. And at the that's top. so. You either uh, from my perspective. I try to feed it to, you know, everybody who comes into my life and never tried any game animals. I like to give them antelope. From what I've found, you either love it or absolutely fucking hate it, <laughs> right? It's like there's – I have not found any middle ground with antelope, and I love it. I think it's awesome. I think it's all those guys that who hate it. Like, if you really wanted to ask them, how did you hunt said antelope? Did yeah. you ride around your truck? Did you chase it yeah. down a big section of BLM, turn the corner, chase it again, and then yeah. shoot it, and then you did not have a cooler in your truck? With that's, ice on it to yes. prep it because that's the most important step. Once you kill it, you have, to, you have to hurry up and get that thing in a cooler. And don't well, they, there's no adrenaline. shade. 
No shade. It's early season. I mean, as hot as can be. Their hide is so thin. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you let it sit in the sun. So I was talking to Baird about that antelope I just killed. It's the first animal I've ever full-bodied. So I immediately called him. I'm like, hey, man, what do you? What do I need to do special on this antelope? Like, it's so thin. Where do you want me to cut? Is it still dorsal cut? What do you want? He goes, I don't care. Just get the hide off immediately. Mm. Like, as soon as you possibly can, get the hide off. And so he was saying, because the hide's so thin, it slips that fast too compared to yeah. everything else. He's like, the meat goes quick, the hide goes quick, just you got to get them cooled off. Yeah. Have to. I've always said too, if I could bottle up that that little musk of an antelope smell, Dude, I could I make like millions it. off that. That's would be the best cologne. That'd be your, uh, I like, like it. That'd be the, the attractant. Yeah, going on a you date dab, night, I'm going to throw that thing on there. Dab a little behind your ear for My date wife night. hates it. I love it. I love that <laughs> smell. I love that smell. <laughs> I really do. You ever run your hands through every time? Every time. Yeah. yeah. They have that, that black cheek patch. You ever get a buck that's like real rutted up? You run your oh. hand through it. It's just, it's just straight oil. oil. Just, yes. Yeah, just like oil it's, dripping it's off your hand. It's 5W30 dripping yeah. down your wrist. That yep. stuff is thick and gamey. Mm-hmm. But Brady oh. likes that. Oh, I love that smell. Dab a little behind your ear. Date night. Yep. Yeah. I like that. I like antelope too. I think also keep the hair off. Keep the hair off the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that's like that makes a that's big also difference. A difficult thing when you're cutting it up. Yeah, it is, but I definitely think it there's makes just a difference so much dust taste. and sunlight and shit mm-hmm. when you're out there. There's no shade you can hang it under. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a pro. You got to get that thing broke down quick. You know, that's mm-hmm. the name of the game with it. But man, I love them. I I really do. And it, like, I don't, I hate to say that they're a filler animal, but like, I mean, be, you get, there's yeah. so many other hun- like big time backcountry hunts and all this stuff. It's it's just a different, it's such a different style, and I really appreciate it. It used to be that way for me. I looked at antelope as, like, something I would do in between, like, years that maybe yeah. I didn't draw an elk tag or whatever. But I think it's at the point now where if I don't have an antelope tag in my pocket, I feel, yeah, I feel slighted. Like, it's I got, I, yeah, I got to have one. I want to try so to hunt different. antelope every day, every year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're cool animals. That's my goal, hunt them every single year from here on out. So you're going to full body mount that thing? Yeah, yep, first animal I've ever full bodied. I love those. Been super lucky. Drew my bighorn sheep tag in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Killed a stud of a desert ram. This is back way before a go hunt. Actually, one year before a go hunt, but it feels like ages ago since, I mean, it kind of was that long. But didn't even full body him. And this, yeah, that's the yeah. first one. Oh, it's going to be a really cool mount. You're going to put, put some habitat in there too yeah. on it? Yeah, he's going to go right here, right in the showroom. Yeah, that's level. sweet. Yeah. Like if you go to... Yeah, if you ever see those big, I mean, and that buck's big. He's big. I mean, I don't want to throw out scores, but he's big. He's big. I got so lucky, man. He's, he's going to look great, full body. Yeah, he's, I mean, the cape, too. Like I said, on the wall, black, orange, and white. You can't really go wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, you like that black, orange. It's a little go-hunt flare, huh? That's why you <laughs> like anybody, If anybody didn't know, <laughs> I'm kind of a fan of orange, black, well, what gray, white. What would you white, do if it was know? red? <laughs> You know my answer on that. If what, one thing I can guarantee you, if there was a red animal, I would not kill it. That's my favorite thing is like anytime I look at uh, merch samples from Kevin and he'll have some red piece of, you know, flare in there. I'm yeah. always like, Lorenzo will hate it, but do I what love, you want. I love that you know that about me. I love it. I cannot stand it. I, think I don't you probably, know why. Yeah, you probably told me that. It's been a long time ago. It's been a long time. I, I remembered. But you definitely listened to my angst in, in the yeah, voice about I f- it. Well, I think it was the emotion behind it that I yeah. felt it, you know. It went, it resonated. Went, yeah. yeah it went I just, deep. God, I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. Just don't like it. Me either. Such like a weirdly aggressive color. Orange is much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I concur. And Maybe I love I fall. I, orange means fall. Exactly. Yellows, oranges, so good. Yep. But then you get red. I mean. Maybe I was just a really shitty student. Maybe it's just <laughs> always in big, trouble. Big just everything F. bad is red. Yeah, like, right? Like, you get an app 
it's red in New Mexico, you know 100%. you don't draw. It will yeah. not like to see that. I don't like I honestly can't tell you the specific reason why. I just really don't like it. And I'm sure it's, you know, if I really did some deep soul searching, it's a accumulation of all that stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you know. don't have to. You still have to like it, and that's okay. Exactly. I don't like it either. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's dive into the showroom here. Okay. That's why we kind of moved into this yeah. little spot right now. I kind of want to yeah. know like the vision on the showroom cuz obviously we're based at Las Vegas. Yeah. And it's kind of pretty cool to have a showroom like this in awesome. las vegas people yeah. coming through yeah i mean as far as vegas goes we have two big box stores is with with hunting we have um sportsman's warehouse and we have bass pro shops big box stores you know everybody knows the story behind those what it, what it's like when you stop in there they serve a purpose all good nothing nothing against it it's just that's what it is um there's rei here which you know back when we'd pack for backcountry hunts and do all this stuff we were always kind of going between rei to sportsman's mm -hmm. or to, to oh, yeah. right so we were always doing that and then when we opened up the e-com store it was awesome for us because we would just go in the back and grab what we needed kind of you know draft mm -hmm. it out and, and go on our way so you know i don't know what we were thinking but why other people wouldn't want to come by our office. We just weren't really even thinking that. And a lot of hunters were stopping by our previous office where we just had the warehouse and the office. And it was really interesting, like, it was a really interesting situation because, you know, we like to be welcoming and, and talk to people. I mean, part of being a hunter, what we like mm -hmm. most is just bullshit with people, right? Yeah, Hearing stories, stories, showing us pictures, mm -hmm. the whole thing. So we really appreciated when people would stop by and want to talk to us, but it was like, there was not a welcome feeling. Yeah, I never which, had a space for no, it. No, really and it really. was really awkward because, again, we were idiots. We weren't thinking it through. But, like, we had our main offices right there by the front door. You sat right by, right the, by the front, front door. door. I was on the other side. Porter yep. was on your side of it. So when somebody would walk in and we'd be, you know, MFing a bunch of people and <laughs> talking shit about this or whatever, somebody would walk in and be like, oh, hey, did you <laughs> did you hear any of that? Like, that's not how we feel, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> just You know, it's just you get caught in the moment. It's like, okay, well, this isn't this isn't good, right? Like we really want people to, to feel a part of this. We've all, I feel like, and one of the things I'm most proud of is making people feel like they are a part of mm -hmm. this whole thing that we built, right? Like it's a genuine, you know, new age community of, of hunting. So, um, you know, we, we don't like that feel. Well, you know, we were growing, which is a great problem to have produces a lot of headaches, but those are always the right kind of headaches. And we were looking for a new space. When we were looking for a new space, we thought like, man, we should really do some sort of like, like space, a holding room or whatever. And that felt so corporate to me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you walk in somewhere Yeah. and it took us a, a little bit of time. Area. Yeah. We're not, I guess we're not the smartest people in, on the planet. So it took us a little bit of time to come to the conclusion of like, Hey man, we should do a showroom. Yeah. Like we have some really cool shit that you can't really try on like Stone Glacier and Mystery Ranch and you know, some of this, some of the gear we have in here, some of the stuff you can touch, feel, and hold, like some of these optics, and to really get the weight and see the marsupial pouch, what they fit into, how you want them to fit, what you want, you know, a uh, rangefinder pouch, you want this, so you can actually, like, put it together in your hands. And as the world has gone on to this online place, which we obviously have a huge stake in, there is still no replacement for a touch yeah, and get feel. Yeah, hand. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. no, no replacement. Like, man, we should really take advantage of, like, being a dealer of these brands, that it's kind of hard to, you know, find well, a place to get your hands on them. And we're in Vegas. Like yeah. Vegas is, you know, it's an interesting place. We've, I've always said that for us to be here. But, I mean, who doesn't travel through Vegas at some point in the year, yeah. right? It's like, 
there is a deep hunting community here too so we're like shit this is perfect there are a lot of people that hunt in vegas a ton. i mean i mean a ton that's why i moved out to the north side of town it's the best thing i've ever done is move out to north side the hunting community out there is huge yeah it's awesome yeah it's awesome so and, and when there's so many brands i mean as i look across the, even just the walls that we've got here in the showroom there's so many brands that we have and if you look in the gear shop you pull up the pages and you just go through it there's so many brands of gear that we carry that this is it like if this you live it. in this area that's the only place you're going to be able to touch 100%. and fill and try things on yep. and then i mean if you look at the boot wall over there i don't know how many pairs of boots we got there but yeah man if you can't find a boot on that wall let me tell you what <laughs> you talk to that man right there paul for five minutes about boots and you are going to be like dead set know exactly what boot is right for you yeah it's crazy i mean this guy knows so much about boots it's nuts um so yeah so we we started immediately looking for a new place and a big enough warehouse um but really wanted to like work a showroom into it somehow and yeah we found this place that we're sitting and it was oversized for us in the moment but it did facilitate the purpose of having a showroom so mm -hmm. You know, we really, we really took it full, full bore and built it out. The hard part was, is we were going through, um, you know, a, a refresh of the logo and the brand and, you know, really we launched our mapping stuff. So like we wanted to bring the brand into, into kind of this new way of, of what our product was, which mm -hmm. is now a, you know, a full suite of being able to facilitate and make everyone a better hunter all the way through. And you know, so we sat on it for a while, and that's why you guys have the Sky Dome tent in here for. Yep. <laughs> which was a sweet dome. setting, by the way. <laughs> yep. You know, the inside of a tent's pretty cool. Not they didn't know it was inside of what looked to be a hospital at the time, but hey, you know, yeah. looked good from the inside. And uh, once we got situated with all that, and you know, brought the brand up to up to nowadays, and went all caps with it. Which little anecdote here, really interesting. I thought I loved the old one, and I thought it was so cool. And immediately when I saw the all the all caps and the yeah. diamond to the right, I'm like, what in the hell? <laughs> what were you thinking <laughs> before? Like, that, that looks like a first grader did it compared to this one. Like, what the hell was I thinking about? Yeah, yeah. times change. You, you grow know, up, taste changes. I mean, you look at things differently. It's nice to know I got slightly smarter over yeah. the last seven years. I will say um, I like the changes too when I saw the, so the, good the, the new brand. It looks so clean. It looked look clean. I can't believe I ever liked it before. Now every time I see the old one, I'm like, ugh. Gross. Yeah. If you just saw it then, though, you might let me. You, you, you never know. You never know. Um, so, yeah. So, once we finalized that, we built it out. And uh, we took our time, man. Like, Kevin. We hired Kevin in the meantime, who does all of our branded apparel now and working on some really cool shit for us. Um, don't really want to get too deep into that, mm -hmm. but some really cool stuff. And he's been doing our branded stuff on the side. And uh, he kind of took over building this out. Him and I worked together on building this out, how we wanted to look, feel, the whole thing. Um yeah, and we, you know, we just took it off from there. It was really cool seeing, like, the drafts of, like, what it was going to look like yeah. and all the proofs and then, yeah. like, kind of visualize where the boots were going to go, yeah. how we're going to do the packs, yeah. and, like, not came to together really well. It did. And not to sound like a hippie, but you always want to produce, like, a feel and a vibe, mm -hmm. but you can't ever do that in in drawings, right? No, so you like, can't. And you can't force a feel and a vibe either, right? A lot of things are overdone from people trying to, like, force this feel. And I, I like the way this came out. Like, it definitely feels like us. You know yep. what I mean? Feels Very welcoming when you yeah, walk in. Yeah. Feels and the good. big giant chandelier on top of us. Pretty with all sweet. real antlers. A bunch of big old mule deer bucks on that there. That was I pretty noticed. sweet. Yeah, but yeah. did you see all the elk sheds above it? No, I didn't. Is there? Do you see how that works out? Elk no. on top? No, I don't see that. I just see a bunch <laughs> of really big mule deer sheds down yep. here. Yeah, but the elk. You guys, you <laughs> got <laughs> you to gotta, you gotta look deeper. <sighs> yeah, I just can't, can't see thing. it. 
Where, where did that chandelier? I mean, what's the yeah. thing? It's huge. Yeah. Nick Jeffries. What okay. was it? What's his company name? Were you? Did he reach out to you? No, I didn't reach out to me. I'm not sure who he did or he. Yeah. So he. We'll get his. We'll get his brand name um, out here too. But uh, yeah, he reached out to us and he's like, "Man, I'd love to do this for you guys." Um, you know, he's a big Go Hunt fan. Yep. And he's like, "I'd love to do it for you. Hopefully, we can. You know, I can get some." some love for it and we're like yeah shit yeah absolutely and he killed it man he did an awesome job that's the thing you see a lot of antler chandeliers and they look kind of you know janky but yeah when you look at this one i mean it came together so nicely it really did yeah all the the individual bulbs are all mounted in you know short pieces yeah. of tine i mean it is clean this thing is clean no, and he's no got wires. our logo at the bottom yeah it looks so sweet yeah, I remember watching the stories there on Instagram because I was yeah. at home and just watching them mount yeah. the thing, and I thought, man, that thing came together so much better than, than you envision even. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just pulled it up on Instagram, custom antler designs. Perfect. He's out of Spokane, Washington. Awesome. Yeah. Nick, thank you, man. This thing, it is awesome. Everyone comments on it, too. It's badass. If I was building a new place, I'd reach out. Yeah. Yeah, it looks awesome, and it just kind of sets the centerpiece of the whole shop, you know, the whole showroom. I it agree. Just, it just pulls it all in. Fully I like agree. it a lot. If we, you know, next time... If I speak with them, I'll say only mule deer, but you know, just <laughs> me. It's just yeah. for me and Brady. <laughs> yep. Just for uh, me and Brady. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I love pineapple on pizza. No, nope. it's not my first choice. Okay, no, hold on. Well, I did not <laughs> even mean for this to happen, but how he immediately <laughs> answered yeah. no—that's a hard no. Look, you have to have a sophisticated palate to understand what's going on in the flavor profiles of pineapple on pizza. Yeah. So I understand if not everyone can can agree the elk are the fully best. <laughs> is that what you're not everyone for? can fully appreciate the flavor profiles of mixing and uh, there it's just okay. there's so much going on and, and right? it goes i'll go for it so only guys like us can understand you like pineapple on that pizza? mule oh, i love pineapple on pizza that mule deer are superior so also when i was uh you know at the western hunting summit with ryan lampers we were talking about uh, and then he, he mentioned this and it made total sense that all mule deer hunters are te- are introverts and i looked around and it's like i would agree we're all just like to be by ourselves. We don't like loud noises like elk. It's not like a big freaking party, you know. I would Those agree. guys who elk hunting are flashy. They just like yeah. What about so I I would define myself as an introverted extrovert. Yeah. Kay. So what does that mean for me? That means you're an elk and a deer hunter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. Yeah. I would define so myself job. as an introverted Brady's the weirdo. Extrovert. I like to keep by myself, be on the top of mountain. I would agree. I fully would agree. <laughs> yep. Some of the sometimes when you explain to me what you're doing and for how long it is, I'm like, I could do that, but not for that long. I would go crazy. Yeah, I think I'm a pretty psycho guy. When and not that I could not the I'm not at all speaking of the physical side. You have clearly shown to what my ass up a mountain a time or two. <laughs> However, just the time, like the the mental of being out mm-hmm. there, I like I would feel really good doing that, but for that long, oh man. The I'd, yeah, I'd go. I'd go a little crazy. It is a mental with mule deer. Mm-hmm. It's those long days of just Man, like questioning maybe, yourself. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll I just should keep go going. There. Should just I keep stick getting with further. It? Yep. Let's just go more further. It's a grind. When you've looked over the same patch of timber for you yeah. know three hundred times, you're like, how many more times can I do <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. As opposed to a bull, out. it's like, oh yeah, there's a school bus in yeah, there. That's, yeah. Uh, there yeah. we go. Mule deer hunting's chess. Elk hunting's checkers. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Tell me about Vegas as far as having a shop in Vegas. I mean, what uh, – I mean, Vegas – you said you said earlier Vegas is an interesting town. It is. So, I mean, what does it mean to have, like, a place like this in Vegas? So, for the people who understand Vegas, 
it actually makes a lot of sense to have this here. There's mm-hmm. a huge hunting culture here. I mean, this place was founded on cowboys and gambling, right? Like it's, that's what it came from. And it's, it's continued to like have as sophisticated as it's gotten all the big money that's come in and all these casinos and all this shit that's came here. It still has kept this like Western feel to it more cowboy than hunting over you know, we still have the NFR here and all this stuff going on. Cowboys love coming to Vegas, mm-hmm. all kinds of roping jack- jackpots, all kinds of stuff going on. But the hunting culture is kind of a subculture of all of that, right? I wouldn't say all cowboys are the biggest hunters on the planet, but there tends to be well, a pretty yeah. good overlap of, you know, Western culture and hunting. But then there is just the straight up hunters who live here in Vegas, right? A lot of a lot of landscape guys that I know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of casino guys I know, there can't be too forthcoming about it but like there's just there's a lot of hunting culture here um and we've never really had like a a true company dedicated to the outdoors specifically hunting here out of vegas and so it actually makes a lot of sense to be here when you kind of when you understand vegas for what it is there's a lot more to vegas than what most people think like when you live here yeah there's just so much more to it than what most people think i don't go to the strip i haven't been to the strip and i can't even tell you how long it's like you kind of live in your little bubbles when you you, you moved here. You kind of yeah. understand it. Like you get in these little bubbles of, of Vegas and it becomes very familiar with a normal life, like very normal. I mean, yeah. granted, you might drive down the street and see a weird billboard or two, but, you know, it's, other than that, it's pretty I mean, pretty I think normal. it's entertaining. I look forward to it every week, yeah. you know, drive home. I always got to see what little D's has got on oh, the billboard. They, sometimes they have I the mean, greatest. I mean, I don't know who writes their slogans. <laughs> How about when they were talking about is. everyone's vaccinated here? <laughs> Yeah, I saw uh, one that the one today said uh, now hiring uh, pe- people that show up. People that show up. That's what it said. So <laughs> I guess if you're dependable. Oh, they're, so they're, they're they've hiring. had some of the best billboards over yeah, time. Whoever some writes their ads the does, does good work. I agree. You also it, have, I mean, how far are we from Southern California here? I mean, shit, three and a half, four hours maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably, I mean, I don't. We, I remember as a kid, so I mean, I grew up in Anamone, which is out in the middle of nowhere. Back in the day in southern Utah, I would say most of our hunters were from southern California and Nevada, right? Those guys would come up, they'd buy over-the-counter tags. And, you know, if you go out on a general season deer hunt in Utah, you still see a lot of plates from Nevada, southern California. And, yep. I, I mean, there's a huge contingency of people that hunt still throughout yep. southern California. I don't think they have huge. anything like that here or no. in there. No, they have not. Well, first of all, they get kicked out of California because yeah. that place is interesting. Yeah. Second off, yeah, California is one of our biggest states as mm-hmm. far as, like, supporting customers goes. I mean, it's a population game at at some point, right? So they have the biggest population. Obviously, they're going to have a lot of people. But they, I mean, they don't have a lot of opportunity there. They have some, but, like, they are they are more generally, like, the traveling hunter, the multi-state type of hunter, the yep. guys who truly travel. Um, and they're always coming through Vegas. We've always. Had, we've had quite a few guys recently from California stopping on the way through here, going to Idaho, yep. elk hunting, going to Colorado, yep. Montana. We're talking... Yeah strategies and hunts and they're picking up gear while Absolutely. they were here and it's do the californians are dedicated to oh man to the grind i mean they have to they yeah. they don't really have a choice but they are and they are dedicated to the grind that's for sure well and they also seem to have somewhat of an attitude that like they'll just go after it like they'll just embrace sure. it they, they go for it because they've had to that's the only you, way they know you have to get out of your comfort zone it's yeah. not like you can hunt out your back door in most instances so you got to travel you got to be willing to work and, and go yep. for it and they seem to so that's cool. Yeah. It's cool that it's, we're not that far from Southern California. You know, no. I, I think we'll probably. I mean, and then like, then you just think about like all the conferences that are here, mm-hmm. not even the outdoor ones, but like clearly there's hunters out there that are coming in from, 
you know, the tech conferences and the gaming conferences and all this stuff. We have people stop in. And then you have shot, you know, shot show here too. It's for a reason. I mean, they have it in Vegas for a reason. There's a, it's just a, it's a good culture here. Yeah. You've got shot show. You've got the NFAA indoor nationals, yep. uh, archery shoot, probably biggest indoor shoot in the world in Vegas. Yep. They're, they're here every February. You've got, it's like you're saying, you've got all the, the yeah. NFR stuff. You've got the Raiders. <laughs> got the Raiders. <laughs> got the Raiders. That's an import, but we have the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they about pulled it out last night. <clears throat> they break your heart. I just, uh, the amount of bad coaching this year. <laughs> In college and the pros, it is so mind-boggling that the what is going on in, in the coaching <laughs> right now. It, yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a whole nother. We could have ten podcasts on how bad the coaching's been. But oh <laughs> how do you God. guys have time to watch football during hunting season? I mean, I I tune in right before dark. Kids, right before man. bed. Kids, that's why. That's true. Mm-hmm. Don't got those. Yeah, I mean, when I'm sitting there building Hot Wheels tracks for four hours at night, yeah. literally on my hands and knees after a full day of work just building hot wheels tracks mm-hmm. you got to have something on in the background yep hmm. yep when i'm in that stage of my life yeah <laughs> like when you're, full when you're doing you know third grade math or fourth grade math with a kid you oh. got <laughs> <laughs> to be able to peek out your right eye yeah and, and watch you, don't get me else. wrong i love building a sweet hot wheels track you know <laughs> multiple backflips tons of those little motors spinning <laughs> around. i love it dialed. you know it's yeah. cool i take pride in it but i gotta have something on in the background and that's when i watch my football gotcha did your vision, your vision for the showroom, did it kind of come together how you saw it? It came together better, honestly. Better. Yeah, it did. It really did. Like I said, you can't like, you can't force a vibe, but you want it to have it. And especially, you know, I feel like in hunting, right, that campfire feel, like everybody loves that camp mm-hmm. feel. Everyone loves a good hunting camp, right? Yep. Who doesn't? And uh, you can't force that. And that's what we wanted. And yeah, I think it's awesome. That's why I like this setting for the podcast. Of, yeah, me you know, too. Going forward. This mm-hmm. is sweet. Yeah, I like the packs on the wall. That's new since I was here a few weeks ago. I mean, you got every pack that we carry in the shop, yep. and you can come in and try that on. We can get you fitted for a pack. Get actually truly fitted. Yep, yep. See what see what they look like. Put your hands on them. Like yep. I said, you got all the boots on the wall. I mean, we we've got, and then you've got you're right off the warehouse, right? Yeah. So you've got a, a computer here. I assume we'll probably add a few more where people can come in, spend the yeah, time behind the computer, sure. look at things. We can pull it from the warehouse for sure. They can grab sizes. Yeah. Speaking of pack fitting, I actually watched Paul the other day. Like pack fit a guy for a long, long time. Yes. Put, we have weight right here. Putting weight yes. in the backpack. Just we should talk about Paul. Dude, Paul's a stud. He's right there. Let's have a little a little convo first. I tall would say, Paul. Tall, is that what we're calling him? I've always called him Tall Paul. If tall pa- Paul. If Paul. I feel like the first time I met him, I called him Tall Paul. If Paul was a rapper, would that be his name? Tall Paul. <laughs> I like that. He's got a great mustache. He for really one. does. Talk about a California guy. There's one yeah. in the flesh right there. Yeah, but but Paul Paul works the uh, works the showroom. Yeah, and I mean the guy is super friendly. He's super knowledgeable. That's what I said. You spend five minutes with this guy on boots. It's like okay. Yeah, any, I'm good. Anything. I mean, he's been ever since he got here day one. He's been super eager to to learn. Dives in. I mean, if you've ever had a customer request or question, you know, via our our phone line. Yeah. You probably talked to Paul. Probably got an email from Paul, but. Yeah, Paul's been great, and Paul is so – he's got a ton of knowledge when it comes to it's gear. It's crazy. Yeah. Have, you, have you guys watched his Instagram stories when we were building the shop? Yeah. yeah. Like, he does a phenomenal job, and you can tell how excited he is I about agree. how he's setting up everything, yeah. where it looks. Like, he's yeah. proud of it. I've sat and watched – not I shouldn't say watched. I've sat and listened a couple of times because of his knowledge. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know half what he just said. Mm-hmm. You know? 
It's awesome. When's Paul Paul here? When's yeah? When's when, hours? What's the hours? Hours are Tuesday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's that's when the showroom is open. Guys can come in, check out stuff, try on gear, purchase gear. Sweet. So Paul's usually here. He's the guy. 10 to 6, open on Saturdays. And yep. open on Saturdays. Which is yeah. which is fantastic for guys like me. And, it's just, and it's, yeah, like I said, the big box stores, they serve a purpose, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't sell ammo. Uh, and, you yeah. know, yeah. like yeah. that's a guaranteed sportsman's warehouse. No stop, fishing line. No fishing line. <laughs> but, man, if you want some technical gear and you want some knowledge and answers about a decision you're trying to make between some technical gear, maybe get pack fitted properly, which, you know, a lot of guys think – including myself until I listen to Paul and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And to me, I mean, that uh, speaks a little bit to the kind of the scope of e-com and our shop from the jump. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk a little bit about that, like your vision for why you wanted to get into having a gear shop and then how this represents the gear shop as a whole, like your, your view on, on what you wanted as a gear shop. Yeah. So as a kid, I was familiar with like a true ski snowboard shop, mm-hmm. like a, junky style ski snowboard shop and then you know i'm familiar with live in the desert and vegas golf is obviously a big thing and growing up here it's like you get there some of the greatest golf shops on planet earth are are here in vegas and you kind of get accustomed to like okay these are these serve such a good purpose for like this really deep knowledge like this next level of decision making and gear shopping why does that not exist for hunting yet Right. Mm-hmm. It was like, there's no, there isn't this like boutique curated, true gear junkie shop backcountry.com for outdoors. I mean, granted they've gotten pretty yeah. big, but they still have their gear, gear junkie program, which mm-hmm. is what started them on like this super technical side of rock climbing and hiking. And, you know, they're not into hunting, but like this, the other stuff, right. And why doesn't that belong in hunting? Cause we are doing some of the most technical, technical stuff out there, right? Like there's a lot of people going on two to three, four day pack trips. But what about going on a 15 day pack trip and having to bring meat out yeah. when you're done, yep. right? Like it's, yeah. it just adds a hunting adds a whole nother level of, of just crazy stuff going on. So I had went on a sheep hunt in Northwest territories and I stopped into, I was with my dad. We stopped into a Cabela's on the way out of civilization. I can't remember the exact town we were in something in Alberta before we went to NWTs, I can't remember. Um, and it was just like, you know, you kind of, you want that last bit of like true, good, deep knowledge before you're heading off into the complete unknown of a sheep hunt. Mm-hmm. And it just was, we were, felt like we were going backwards more than anything. And this is shit. This was back 2015, mm-hmm. um, in 16. And where I'm, was talking to my dad that whole hunt like man it's just crazy that uh, some boutique true like gear junkie shop doesn't exist in hunting i mean and we add you know you add the weaponry side of it you add the gear side of it like technology side of it the optic side of it's so much deeper than the backpacker going and they have these gear junkie shops that facilitate them so when we're on that trip, my, my dad and I were talking. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, we're going to do this. Like, there's a huge opportunity for this. I want it. I need it. Like, we should, we should really go after this. So I came home. I'll never forget. I was walking out of the office with Porter. And Porter is, he's the operations guy. He's the, you know, he's the, the doer. And he's got a great personality, but an interesting personality, personality, 
that we all know, right? Like if he doesn't oh, yeah. understand something, he's going to ask a million questions. And I'll never forget, we were walking out of the office. It was like 6, 37 at night. I'm like, should I do it? Should I? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Porter, I don't want any questions right now. I just, just think about it. Just uh, no questions. I'm not going to answer anything. We were going to build an e-com shop. And he immediately was like, well, what, 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 warehouse and this, and he started going immediately into the details, which you guys are very familiar with on, yeah. on what he does. I'm like, hey, just, I don't have, I don't have answers. You don't have answers. There's no questions right now, but like, we got to do this. And so he went home. Well, I went home the next day. We both were in the office and I'm like, look, here's the experience I had. Here's what I was thinking. It's like, man, that's a, that's a good idea. I'm like, yeah, I think, I think we should do it. And we got very, we got hyper-focused on being curated, like, Mm -hmm. and not just being curated and hunting, but being curated with a guy like you and Brady and Brandon and some of these guys who've, like, we've been hunting for so long, we know, like, some of these weird details of things that don't exist in the hunting industry, but you definitely should be using, right? Like, Mm -hmm. certain brands out there that not a lot of hunters were familiar with, certain pieces of gear that not a lot of hunters were familiar with but because we've been through so much and wasted so much money on bullshit over the years that we kind of have figured out where like howdy (laughs) right that's (laughs) the biggest thing all the wasted money on here wasted money and i'm like that's what we need to solve it's like people were just wasting their money because if you're wasting money you're also wasting time on your hunt because you're dealing with something that just broke so you're wasting it's a it's a two-factor there with with hunting so we really just stay true on you know listening to the true gear junkies out there like you guys and um and staying true to like bringing in tried and true curated stuff and that's why we're not a big box store and i don't ever want to be like once you get to that level you are now carrying stuff to facilitate the you know yeah it's vol it's volume stuff, it's, it's sales you, know? it's you gotta you gotta facilitate the stuff yeah and that's what that market is and they serve a purpose i still go to those mm-hmm. stores anytime i need stuff right yep. but when i need my technical stuff my technical goods you know that's when i'm in here listening to to paul going through the stuff finding new stuff we need to carry like mm-hmm. it's just it's different you know yeah and i think i mean j- i'm sitting here in the showroom you look around i think it reflects that very well yeah i think so too yeah i, I th- really do i, th- I think it, it it gives you a good snapshot and certainly we carry a lot more stuff than what we have just displayed on the shelves at this point but like as you look around i mean this is the the stuff i mean yeah. this is the stuff you want to hold you want to touch you want to feel you want to try on it's that next level yeah it's that next level you want to look through i mean you want to look through a new you know suaro apparel peers i mean we've got it you know yep. you want to try a stone glacier sleeping bag a western mountaineering sleeping bag we have it yeah yeah so i i agree and i commend you on it it's been fun i'll tell you that i'm would never put myself in the same category as you two as far as gear junkie but i'm definitely a, a gear junkie f- mm-hmm. at my own level my own pace i should say and it's it's awesome to have it like this is probably the most fun side of go on yeah is this is the gear yeah, just I always like people sending us hey we're coming out with this being the first ones to touch it feel it you know trying a new pair of boots whatever it is it's awesome to have that that's mm-hmm. the most fun in my opinion because there's certain hunts that gear can make or break oh like whether you're successful or you have to go back to camp all day entirely and then like you said you're wasting the time on the hunt and you're wasting your money on the back end so it's like why not listen to people who have used all the pieces of gear and they trust the pieces of gear we only sell what we use and trust like that's a big thing here at going gear shop and that's the main thing so that begs the question people say does gear make the hunt oh god yes (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's like (laughs) 
it can definitely make it better. Yeah, make it more comfortable, make it more enjoyable, make your backpack lighter, make you be able to stay out longer. Yep. At the end of the day, yeah, you still have to have knowledge of animals human, and habitats and stuff. It all comes down to human performance, right? Like mm-hmm. how how well can you perform? Every step up you get is just better performance. So the the question answers itself because I mean hunting comes down to human performance. So whatever can get you just that one step better, the one level better, one day longer, just a little bit more comfortable, whatever it is, it's always going to lead to a better hunt. And animals are always way stronger and smarter than oh we God. are. So it's like, we're never going to catch up to them. I never worry about that. Like <laughs> oh a pair of boots God. isn't going to make me k- kill a bigger deer, but it's no. going to make me a little bit more comfortable and maybe go faster and hike out something and not be tired the next day. And, uh, and I'll Yeah, I think it boils down to... You know, you brought up a couple things. So the ability to be out there is key. I, I've always said that, like, what's the the X factor, if you will? A lot of it's time. Oh, it's the ability, the ability to be in the field. And well, I mean, the analogy that I like to use is remember fishing when, with your dad when you were a kid. Yeah. Well, it's like the number one thing he would always tell you as you're sitting there and reeling in, casting, reeling in, casting, reeling. Put the hook in the water. Yeah. You can't catch fish if it's yeah. not in the water. Nope. Like you just gotta, you know, just be there. Yeah. Just let I, it sit. I think the part of gear that yields itself into that is just the ability to to do so more comfortably. I mean, if you've got warm gear that allows you to stay later, glass longer, be more comfortable, um, you you talk about optics, you know, the better that you can see, you know, I mean, we've all started mounting our binoculars on a tripod probably in the last, I don't know, eight or so years. I mean, what a game changer was that? That changed my life. Literally. Yeah, the first time my brother was like, you should really throw those binoculars up on a tripod and see what that does for you. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, why You're would you? dumb. Isn't that for <laughs> photography? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why would I need a tripod? Yeah, and then the first time I did it, I was like, holy hell. Yeah. This changed my life. My shoulders aren't tired. Yeah. I'm not shaking. You can sit there forever. And then now, I mean, today I did like a little late season, kind of like my picks for, you know, some late season gear pieces. You know, a set of puffy pants and a set of, you know, some, oh, some down booties. Man, I could sit there all day in glass. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and then it. You I mean, get th- there you're getting into like warmth to weight ratio stuff yeah. too. It's like, okay, I want to be comfortable on moving too. So like how can I get the most warmth for the least amount of weight? And you start getting super technical, yep. crazy technical. So I don't know, people that say, you know, gear doesn't make, you know, make the hunt. I don't know, man. I think it does. Sometimes my, there's... And my my th- philosophy on, on that too is human performance is entirely predicated. Physiology and biologically is totally predicated on sleep. Everything in human performance is first and foremost all about sleep. So I go in heavy with sleep. Like I go, that's where I kind of, you know, like that's where I really think it through. How am I going to be the most comfortable? How can I sleep the best? You know, Mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than waking up every hour and then for 15 days straight, you you know, hip sores and lower back sore and all this stuff. Not the smallest guy on the planet. And, you know, it starts to add up when you're 15 days back there. So I'm like, man, that's where I go deep on like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you call it splurge, splurging or not, but like that's where I go deep on weight, and then I save it in other places, like having yep. a lot of down. That's what's great because every person's different. Someone yeah. like me, you I could sleep on you don't care. anything, and, but I'll carry sleeper. heavier optics, and like I said, I'll lose weight other places yeah. with other pieces of gear. But it's all because I have so many choices nowadays too. I wouldn't pay a lot of money to sleep like you. That would be <laughs> that would be phenomenal. It's really great. You give me two seconds, I close Dude, my eyes. I'm sleeping right here. That would be phenomenal. Brady is a champion level gold medal. I mean, just sleeper. absolute champion. I mean, I'm so can, jealous of that too. Can sleep in, can go to sleep quick, mm-hmm. can wake up no problem. I can like, drink it doesn't caffeine matter. all day and we just go Do you right to, to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like the, he could wake up at three in the morning and be fine, but he could sleep till noon and be fine. Yeah, like I, 
I don't know. Remember that I one would, day in Colorado? Dude. I slept till like <laughs> yes. one, two in the afternoon because yes. it was raining all day. Yes. And you like truly slept. <laughs> slept Truly all slept. And I'm like sitting there wanting to. Not me. Pull your you hair know? out. Oh, just going nuts. Like I am the lightest sleeper. You should see my sleep routine at night. My wife makes so much fun of me. And I'm like, well, if I don't do it, then I'm like, I feel like shit the next day because I'm just not, yeah. I'm not good at performing this act of human need. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I'm in the back country, that's what I really stay focused on. So what are I'm curious, Lorenzo, what are your, what are your gear? Your like, what's your favorites? Like, what are the game my changers go-tos. for you? So here, so I, I told you I'm, not a good sleeper mm-hmm. and i am a huge believer on human biology and physiology and how it's entirely based on sleep right mm-hmm. so i like that's where i really stay focused and i on my day-to-day life i do my best to make sure i'm always sleeping the best so when i'm out in when i'm out in back country or even front country too for that matter if i'm front country i bring sleep supplements and all that stuff that i need to do if i'm back country then i'm i'm the wide mm-hmm. the wide um pad always the wide pad, whatever yep. is the XL, the stone glacier, um, chill, 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 so that zero degree. Mm-hmm. So this gets into the second part of me that I know I am a desert rat and I get cold very easy, like very easy. And, uh, so I'm always trying to stay warm. So I take a zero degree chill coot, always warm, no matter what, doesn't matter what the temperature is. If it's warm, I just leave it unzipped, which is nice. Cause I have more room to move around and mm-hmm. be comfortable with on a wide pad. Um, and if it's cold, zip it up. And then I always bring down pants and down jacket, like yep. guarantee yeah, down and gloves. And people don't realize that we say this all the time. Like we carry this stuff on every single hunt, down pants and down jacket. Every, every single hunt. It's literally that September, thing that never leaves your pack. September, I actually, always have. so Porter has a, a friend in the air force. It's a stud of a guy in the air force. It's one of the highest guys up there and flying those planes and doing all kinds of crazy shit can never tell us what he's actually doing one of those guys but he's going on his first backcountry hunt and we actually no joke we were just on the phone with him yesterday and he was talking about his gear and what he had laid out he had one down jacket one and it was like a i can't remember the exact one but it was a thinner down Mm -hmm. jacket i immediately stopped him like drop all of that other shit like all these other little mid layers and base layers drop all that like Here's, you just, you need a solid down yep. piece. He was like, well, I'm, it's still pretty warm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even when I'm in August in the high country, yeah. I'm taking all down, all the way to the pants, gloves, mm-hmm. everything. And that is like, down is my absolute go-to, like full-blown go-to. Yeah, gear's interesting because I know, Lorenzo, like, you're still shooting a bow that I think is probably... That's old. <laughs> yeah, Man, the, I can the, shoot the, it. <laughs> the Halon X, you love that bow? I'm loyal to a fault. Like, mm-hmm. and so I'm, I get loyal to things for no reason. And I'm loyal. I don't loyal think there's a reason. I mean, I'm loyal to that bow because it's, because it's it performed shoots. well for me right. all the time. Yep. And like, you, you know, you just get attached to things that do that. Mm-hmm. But I uh, honestly though, I, you know, I, if anyone is a golfer, I don't, I know you two aren't, but like there's, there's something about like, I have a tailor-made burner three wood. I mean, that thing's got to be 10 plus years old too. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get rid of it. There's just something about it that fits me. Right. So that bow, that Halen X, I don't know what it is. The, the, there's Fiction. something, there's something specific about it. Just everything on that bow just settles. Like mm-hmm. I'm not fighting anything where I can always, I don't know, any other bow I've ever shot. I can always like pick at something that's like, man, it's just, I feel Doesn't like I'm right. fighting it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, and that bow, every time I drop back is just like, just settles every single time. 
I think that's a good point. I think people you know, get caught up on like, oh, I have to have the latest, greatest, no. regardless of what it is. You need what you need what performs. What what like does that's the job? It. Yeah, like yeah. that's it. And uh, yeah, man, it just it always has. Yeah. But as far as my gear goes, like down, comfortable at night, and I mean those are my go-to's. I could live without basically. What anything. about optics? So do you like optics? Actually, that's that is a good question. So. I switched my optics setup for the first time two years ago. I went to the 10, the 10 Pures, Swarovski Pures. 10 by 42s. Mm-hmm. And the BTX. Okay. I didn't want to spend the money. I didn't want to change my whole gear setup. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do all this shit that you got to do when you start changing stuff. But, man, I just, I had been using 15s. I had been using 8s around my neck, 15s on a tripod. Spotter. And spotter. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight. It's like a ton of weight. And like I said, I like going a little bit heavy on sleeping. I like going a little heavy on food. I like to eat. It's probably pretty apparent. <laughs> I, you food know, I, I perform better when I sleep and I eat. Like it's just, I know myself well enough. Like those are the things I don't want to skimp out on. Like I don't want to lose energy. I don't want to be tired. Right. So like that's where I'm focused. And then so I decided to start messing with other things, which, you know, going really heavy on down and who gives a shit about the base and mid layers for me. That's just mm-hmm. speaking entirely for me. Um, not big on soft shells, any of that. Like just I essentially do a T-shirt, a mid layer and down like three, that's Yeah, three or four layer systems. That's what I do. Base layer, mid layer, yep. insulation, ranger. Yep, that's that's what I do. So and I and I don't I don't go crazy on vests and soft shells. And, mm-hmm. and so I dropped all that weight. And then this, what I started to focus on after that was optics. And I'm like, okay, I need to start shaving some weight here. But I like, I liked having eights around my neck so I didn't have that weight always mm-hmm. just kind of dragging on me. And majority bow hunting, like, you know, why do you need anything bigger than eights around your neck? I know it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing for a Western hunter to be talking about eights around their neck. I wasn't glassing off a tripod with them. That was just my quick little, like, oh, is there something in the trees yep. right there? I thought I just saw something move kind of a thing. And whenever I'd get to a glassing point, they would stay on my chest for completely like useless. And I would be on 15 on a tripod and find something mm-hmm. and switch to a, to a spotter. So I started thinking about it and talking to Cody Nelson a, quite a bit. And that guy is, I mean, he's the Paul of optics. I mean, that <laughs> <Yeah>. guy, <laughs> the nicest start, guy in the world he too. starts talking about stuff and you're like, okay, like too deep. Let's <laughs> come back and <laughs> let's talk through kind of the, the simpler parts of this. Right. So I ended up landing on the, I looked through the 10 piers once and I was like, holy shit, this is pretty remarkable to look through and just how light they are. And so I picked up some, some, uh, zoom or some optic zoom on that going from eights to tens. I dropped the 15s entirely and then went to the BTX, which picked up a little bit of weight. But I mean, now you're talking, you're, you actually have a dual purpose now of, okay, I'm using the tens on kind of the closer, you know closer mm-hmm. stuff use the btx for the long range like what i would essentially be using the 15s for and then you obviously have the the yeah. zoom power if you do find someone wanting to kind of dissect what it is so i started uh, got this system together where now i'm like man i don't know how i ever did what i was doing before like, but this isn't is, it crazy this how things awesome. can just like randomly evolve and you like maybe fine-tune your t- tactics yes. and methods and now you can get by with two because it's solving close and far it, it, it's and it's it's solving, it's the, my setup for me, I'm speaking entirely to me, is solving the three purposes. Lightweight around my neck while I'm hiking. Easily one hand usable. Like those things are like a feather. I was actually, I was telling Cody, like sometimes they're so light, like I will set them and close my, 
my chest harness mm-hmm. and like walk around go do something Yikes. they're so light i know just let me I mean, know where just you're like hunting. yeah hold on hold i'll on. follow okay, you okay, find them. not like not like leave them there but like you know <laughs> finders keepers get up and go get a, some food yeah, or whatever yeah. come sit back down and like open my chest i'm like holy shit they're not in there they're, yeah you know they're so light i don't even sometimes don't even realize if they're around my neck or not i love that and it's like so i, I pick up weight there the ease of use there and then i pick up like the the close glassing off a tripod with tens which is easily doable you know glassing off tens is like yeah it's pretty money. sweet especially, really good, especially good glass yeah exactly and then giant have, field of view that's what i most mm-hmm. appreciate about it, is that giant field of view and then having the btx is for like that medium range glassing and then obviously zooming into dissect so it's solving all three of them with two pieces of glass now it's awesome so I think there's there's two we've talked about sleep system we've talked about optics both of those I mean you have good gear yeah very fortunate to have a gear shop now <laughs> <laughs> but but the the point being I guarantee you just like the all three of us that are sitting here I mean that wasn't you've been through a series of other options over your oh lifespan a big how do you, series how do you feel about spending that kind of money on optics worthwhile i mean it's not fun right it's not fun it's definitely not fun and it's definitely something you got to like work yourself into and look i mean there's no secret i'm the founder of gohan i'm obviously not msr spending msrp <laughs> money i'm not like <laughs> yeah. you know even if you were the but even i mean even if, even i'm i'm spending like we still have to buy it it's yeah. not like we're getting this shit for free yeah you know i mean we get a i obviously get a good price on it just being the the founder of Goma, yeah. but like just going back to the warehouse and getting the draft price for it but it's still not fun yeah. like you're still kind of doing that deep breath like okay all right yeah okay if i do this and this what am i at okay and like you, you something you got to work yourself into but i can tell you all the good stuff i bought all literally and i can in, in, and speak you know completely true true to this is like all of the good pieces of gear i've bought I've never regretted any of it. I think that's like, I've always worked myself up to do it, but the second I have it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And majority of the time I'm going, how, why the hell did I like fight this for so long? I think it's too, it's like a time piece. It's like one of those pieces of gear that can hold up the test of time and you'll be able to give it to your, your kid one day and it'll still be quality. It's not like it's ever going to degrade. Those optics are great now. My dad has an old pair of ELs or SLCs or something like that. And they're still phenomenal today. Well, my wife's into hunting. Guess what she has? all my old optics. Yeah. She has my eights around <laughs> her neck, right? She has all my old stuff and they're in its great optics. Like yeah. she does, she's, I'm not going to need to like, unless she wants to get crazy into it, which with a three-year-old, I'm sure is not coming anytime soon. Yeah, um, but then it'll be him. You know yeah, but I then mean? it'll be him. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they'll still the, be around. These, I mean, they will, they are easily usable for multiple years. lifespans of, M- of more people, than that. Probably. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, I've always, I always get in that situation where I'm like kind of working myself up to it. I mean, going to 10 pures in a BTX, that was like. That's a gut punch. Oh, that was, it took me a while to work up to that. And I'd looked through Gabe's game. Oh, yeah. One of our warehouse associates bought the BTX. Shout I'm out like, Man, Gabe. what? Yeah, shout out Gabe. <laughs> like, what? Like, you're really, that's what you're. Yeah. Like, really? And then I saw him a couple of times, looked through him a couple of times. I was like, man. This yeah. is this is pretty sweet. I started kind of like gearing myself up for it and kind of like, okay, I'm not going to go crazy this month. Maybe next month I'll, you know. And every time I do, I'm like, man, it took way too long. I should have did this last year. 
Yeah, but know? I think it's one of those things too, though. You work up in your hunting career. Like we've all started with optics that For weren't sure. the greatest. And they, they work, obviously, but there's those times when you don't have low light, you're getting headaches all the time. For you sure. spent that money initially, maybe you could have saved and used your friends or borrowed it for a little bit 100%. and then figured out what you want later on. Oh, I'm, I had to put that on a credit card. I had to pay double for them in interest. Yeah. To, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't regret it one bit. I'm, and I to guess what I, we had to now what we do. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was kind of leading the witness a little bit, but I think that's the point I would drive home is that like, there are pieces of gear that are absolutely worth every dime you would ever pay for it. And yes. I would say optics, sleep systems. I mean, that that's my point. I've never regretted any either. of those. None of them. And again, it comes down to how much time you have to go hunting. That is precious. You've been waiting 365 days for this one week yes. or five days you get to hunt. Yes. And you're going to sacrifice on something that's not of quality just stop buying your Starbucks and every gonna, day. Start saving up some money. And it's going to make you it. underperform. It put, really put is. Like, credit card. Just do it. <laughs> I like your <laughs> mentality. The other, the other thing, too, is like to the point of human performance is like, man, you know, this system works for me. Like, I'm doing good. It works for me. Yeah, it's working, right? Like, those optics yeah. still work. Everything works. But, like, when you do make that, if it's in your mind of like, okay, this is going to fix three things for me, and you finally pull the trigger, you are going to have that moment where you're like, holy shit, I should have did this. A long time ago. Yeah. yeah, there's some pieces of gear that you can just be, you can you can get over by being tough, right? I mean, you, you can be tough and, and live with some things, but there are some pieces of gear, and I think optics is one of you those. You cannot out-tough. You can't. You just, a good pair of optics, like I'm talking top tier. I'm yeah. talking, you know, like a Suaro, yeah. maybe a couple select pieces from Zeiss, but, man, you can't beat them. You really yeah, can. You definitely, indefinitely. I mean, you will see more game. You will be in the game. I mean, way more effectively with those. Yes. And I, I think it's a piece of gear. I, I mean, I, I try to buy gear, and you do too. I know this for a fact. But you try to buy gear that is going to give you longevity. You know, and those pieces are going to, they're going to, you're going to last forever. I mean, I agree. Pay, yeah. I, I would, yeah. Beg, steal, borrow. Don't steal because I don't like thieves. <laughs> don't, don't steal. <laughs> Uh, Unless they deserve it, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this, this goes right into something else I want to talk about. Then we're talking about the expensive gear. Yeah. So explain to me our phenomenal gear rewards program and how that started. Yeah. Because that's a huge part of yeah. Go Hunt Gear Shop and all of our membership levels from Insider Explorer Gear Rewards membership. Yeah. And how that, how that pays off for, for don't members. Don't you feel like $1.1 is kind of aggressive? <laughs> it's, ex it's extremely aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's extremely aggressive. So... So, um, we're f I'm from the gaming, and I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, from the gaming industry, Industry, obviously. There's really, I mean, there's nothing else here, especially, but now there's a weed industry, but this is back when I was a kid, right? And before any of that stuff was, was here. I mean, it was solely and specifically only gaming here in town. And everyone has a gaming rewards program. Everyone. Like, I don't know anything else in life than, like, a rewards program. I mean, that's what life revolved around here in Vegas. It's like, Hey, we're going to the steakhouse tonight because my aunt gambled enough. We're going to eat for free. <laughs> like, okay, let's go. I didn't so, know that. It, I mean, hmm. that's everything in Vegas it was like, Oh, I got two free nights from playing video poker. Like, let's go to the casino. Okay. So anyways, that's like, that's always been my background. So I was familiar with that. And I appreciate as consumers, right? We appreciated that. Like it was, it's nice. Give back. Yeah. It's nice to have that, right? Like you appreciate my business. Thank you. Like I want to further support. That's kind of, I always, uh, I liked that part of it. So, so when we were into go hunt now and doing this whole thing, 
what we were just speaking to about how expensive it is, right? Hunting, the gear is expensive, but so is hunting. Like, and, and I'm not talking like the physical act of hunting. I'm talking applications. Mm-hmm. I'm talking your research. I'm talking everything it takes to go hunting. Now you're getting into gear, all this stuff. And then when you're out there, I mean, you got fuel costs and travel costs and sleeping and all, all this crazy food, all this crazy stuff. So for us, like my, my thought on it was, look, I, I want to show appreciation to people who, who give us their business. But I also want, like, I'm in it with our customers, too, in hunting, right? Like, um, we're applying, we're doing all this stuff, and that's where the money should be going. That's the number one place for conservation, right? The mm-hmm. Hunting is the number one form of conservation. So, like, that's where I personally would prefer people's money go is to, to go hunting, apply in these states, chase these tags, go on over-the-counter hunts. Like, that's where I want this money to go. So what's a way, you know, not only can we show appreciation, but, like, also show we're in it with them as far as like we want you to spend more money hunting not just with us so the rewards program was kind of like it was easy to think about because that's what i came from came from with Mm -hmm. the gaming world and there's minimum advertised price map pricing is hugely enforced in the hunting industry so in in the commoditized world amazon essentially had walmart amazon has essentially blown up map pricing so it's not really a thing and like most day-to-day lives when you're buying towels and toilet paper and, you know, all the commodities, t-shirts and all, you know, all these, all these non-technical goods where Walmart and Amazon basically said, Hey, if you want us to sell your shit, give us to it as cheap as possible. Like who cares about map pricing? And everybody kind of had to oblige because that's where the world went with commodities. These technical goods, and especially now with the direct to consumer brands, like map pricing has, is hugely enforced in, in the technical space and it's enforced because of the big box stores you know for a lot of different reasons and because the manufacturers want their goods to be sold at a certain price mm-hmm. for you know very certain reasons which they absolutely get to dictate that good for them it's a great place to be we we don't need the same level of margin as a big box store right like we don't have 120,000 square feet of air conditioning and lighting and, you know, huge power and water bills and all this shit going on. We don't have a ton of staff because we don't have a 120,000 square foot big box store. We have a little showroom in a, in a warehouse. So we don't need the same margin. But map pricing, the in enforcing map pricing, is, is, is essentially policing us and enforcing us to sell our goods at the exact same price as anywhere else. Online, big box store small mom and pop in downtown Colorado, wherever, you know, whatever hunting town you're in. So you're always buying the good for the exact same price. Well, the, the rule is you have to buy that item for the same price everywhere. That's minimum advertised price or map pricing. So for us, how we get, how we, you know, every rule deserves a creative, uh, a creative, <laughs> Solution. Uh, solution. solution. Yeah, so that's a good word. Creative solution. So we got creative with a rewards program where, okay, well, if the rule is you have to check out at the same price with us as a big box store, how about we just, you have an account and we give you money back, one point equals $1, which is money back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we do it in a points program and we do it this way to kind of, I don't want to use a word I'm not supposed to, but uh, for a solution to work around, work with, not around, work with the work map with. pricing. And so that's what we came up with. And it's, uh, it, it is, it is an aggressive program, 
but it's uh I mean, you say workaround, but reality is, is we're just taking from our margin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, really we're taking money. We're taking money that another company would put in their pocket, and we're just giving it back to the person that yes. bought the thing. It's not. It's not our fault that we don't have 120,000 square feet, right? It's <laughs> not our fault. Like we, I want to sell these goods at uh, at a fair price, where a hunter can now have more money to go apply Hunting. in more states. Yep. Buy over the counter tax. Do you know? Donate to any one of their conservation agencies they see fit. Like that was the whole thought of it. Yeah, or put another um, piece of great gear in there. Or put another piece their, of great gear. gear Round kit. out your gear kit even yeah. better, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where it came from. Is like, you know, first and foremost, the the gaming background of like, I want to show appreciation for your business. That's what I've always been around. That's what I very much appreciated growing up here was, you know, a little staycation, mm-hmm. grandma gambled enough this week <laughs> Hell you know, yes, that grandma. Kind of, yeah thank you grandma Appreciate i need to think that makes ours though really unique is like you have credit card companies you have airline companies that give you back miles you have a hundred thousand yeah. miles what does that equal oh it's like 20 miles yeah or it's five dollars i get yeah. back and you have thirty thousand points yes like nothing pisses me off more it's so confusing some, there's some, no way to come weird point that system that i can't wrap my head around and it's not in in my so that stuff is never real to me i'm never me like you that no. is real it's not real so money. it's actually I've, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I don't really care because it's coming out soon. But we we are working towards a true ten percent of of gross sales of our branded gear are going to go to conservation, and we can get into that later. Never, whenever we actually launch that, but yep. we're working through the details of that right now. The point being, though, is like you always hear people net proceeds, ten percent of net proceeds, right? Five percent of net proceeds. Mm-hmm. There is so much shit you can do where net proceeds is nothing. Right. Like there's it. I, I never view anybody saying that as real or like these in my these points or miles or this and that and these crazy math equations. You can always like stack it in your favor. You don't truly know like what you are getting back. And I hate that as a no. consumer. So, I, you know, we like to and I feel like we've done a good job of always coming at, at things as like the customer standpoint. Mm-hmm. It's like, OK, I know what that is like. That is ultra simple for me. So that's what we wanted to do. And it's like when we're doing, we're going to launch this um, 10% of sales of all of our branded goods to conservation agencies is what we're going to launch. It's like you can't get around sales. Like that is a very defined thing, right? I want it to be real to people. And that's what this rewards program is too. It's like, yeah, one point is $1. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that. Yeah. So it's, it's very unique when you go on there and it says you buy a backpack, you get X number of points. That's X yeah. number of dollars back. You can yeah. spend on other pieces of gear. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have that for guys like me that can barely do math. That's, that's, <laughs> you guys, I am not a math guy. I don't know if you guys listen to Howard Stern, but it's, he's so funny about like trying to do math. I swear, I swear that is me, but like, I don't want people to know it. He doesn't mind that people know it. Yeah. But like anytime ask me a question of like just rudimentary math, I'm like, okay, me, me two and one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's f- all right. I think I got gotcha. you. You know? Yeah, it's funny. My kids, my kids are little right now, so they're all kind kinds of math. And yeah, it's funny to talk talk to them about how do how do you see this? Like, how do you solve this problem? Yeah. But yeah, I've never been good at math. Never. That's like I like to say, f- what is it? Four out of three people think I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good. Yeah, man, it's never been my strength. A lot of never fun stuff here strength. at the Go Hunt Showroom. Yeah, well, I appreciate you jumping, jumping yeah. on, taking time. Of course, and man. It's it's really cool, I must say. Like, genuinely very cool to sit here in the showroom and look around and 
it's been awesome. came from, you know. Yeah, be in the midst of it and see some cool mounts and some great gear. It's been good. And it's cool to have this in Vegas. It is. Yeah, it's definitely becoming a destination spot. I think so. I mean, who – I mean, as far as Vegas goes, it's like when the Raiders came here and they wanted to come to Vegas other over any other state because, like, if you're the – way, the way they pitched it to Vegas, and I think they were entirely right, um, you know, I'm, I don't think Vegas is the greatest place on the planet by any means. However, it is it, this place is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome for a lot of different reasons. And Raiders basically said, like – Okay, if you're Kansas City and you have eight away games in your in your team schedule and you're going to go to one away game and you read through the schedule and Vegas is on the schedule, so is that like, not the one you're going to go to? Yeah. Like, of course, that right? Like, Absolutely. of course, that's the one you're going to go to. For, for a lot and of reasons. For a lot of different reasons. There's I just mean, one more reason. And now it's just one more reason. Yep. If you're a hunter and you're coming to see yep. your away team play, then yeah. stop in. Yeah, and please do. I mean, I guess we should throw that out there. Like, if you're coming into town for anything, yeah, stop anything. in. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think. I was trying to be witty and think of some something else. Some some real off the wall you know, artist that Brady might be going to see. If you're here for a Harry Potter convention, <laughs> and you see <laughs> Brady, and you see Brady, well, right now, and I'm he's all, dressed up like right now. It's all Lord <laughs> of the Rings. You know, the new Amazon series came out, so I've been I've watched it like two or three oh, times. Uh, Lord of the Rings is now back out. Yeah, on Amazon Prime, they have a new uh, a new series. Same characters? No, different characters, different storyline. Lord of the Rings, though. Still Lord of the Rings, yeah. Mm. So if you're here for a Lord of the Rings News convention, <laughs> yeah. you should stop in to the to the Go Hunt gear shop yeah. and visit us. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to say it's taken us so long to get you on the podcast, Lorenzo, but... I mean, it's the way yeah. it goes. Yeah. It's the way it goes. Trellis likes to talk all the time, so we just had to finally hey, fit you in. Do you feel like I talk too much on these? Not at all. I feel like people want to listen to you guys more than me, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know? No. I no. usually have all the questions, and then we get to the end of the podcast, and Brady's like, I had like a list of 20 things I wanted <laughs> to ask, but your dumbass just kept talking. That's why we have the experts on. I only get to see yeah. you so often, so I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you, Trail. Yeah. Oh, it's always a good day when Trail's in. Always. <laughs> it is. It's always fun with his Burks. Gotta love them. We gotta get some of these in the shop. <laughs> I think Crocs first. Hold on. We have Crocs, Crocs first. Yeah, I actually. Crocs kind, should be. I kind of have an in. For that, should we go down that? path? We should go down that I path. Think What's the should. ultimate camp shoe? Crocs. Crocs. I agree, and we in we can. There's a minimum minimum order, which I think we could, I think we could pull off, because mm-hmm. I do think a lot of people would buy them. I would actually really like to know how many people would buy them. I would actually say it's probably more than you even think. I would think so, but I'll they will build. They we can build a Go Hunt branded specific Croc. Yeah. So colors, we, design, like you know, all the little holes. We mm-hmm. could do the diamond. The yeah. So people who are listening should definitely reach out, whether oh, Instagram, drop us an email. If you'd like us to carry Crocs, if you consider buying them, like, I don't think you guys could guess what color they would be. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, red, red. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, good deal. Hit us okay. with the hours again. Yeah, 10, 10 a.m. to six p.m. Tuesday to Saturday. Go hunt showroom. Our office. I don't remember what our location is. Six six three zero Royal yeah. Springs. Six six three zero South Arroyo Springs Street. Super Suite easy to find. Twelve hundred. Take, take two fifteen West. Jump off a of Buffalo. Done. You see us. Right you see a big go inside outside the building. Stop on in. Yep. Yeah. Hang yeah. out with Paul. That's one of the, the one of our statements we made too. We're next to a sign company called Vision Sign. We're like, fuck. We need a way better sign than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Lorenzo. Thanks, yep. Joe, for jumping on. Appreciate, Appreciate you guys.